0: if you've seen them all and collected the set. Otherwise, we'll catch you here at Comedy Republic in July for Replay Festival.
1: Hello, welcome to Comedy Republic. I'm Kyron Wheatley. And this is Damien Calladon. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Correct is. <laughs> uh, this show starts with a question from our last guest. Oh, do I get to know who it is? Bron know- Lewis asked this okay. question of you, not knowing it would be you. Knowing you, yeah. Uh who would you want to be mistaken for? Oh who would you who in, in interesting wording here? Who would you want to be mistaken for? Are you mistaken for anyone? Um <laughs> yes.
0: Um who who are you normally mistaken well, for? The other day I got uh, mistaken for a children's author by the name of Andrew Webster or something. Oh yeah. It was really, it was really quite emphatic. Too. She said, like, Oh, are you you're Andrew Webster? I went, no. no. And then someone else in the group went, Oh, he's a children's author. I don't think that's the exact name. It was it was yeah, all, something like that. And um, but she was quite emphatic and then she said, Oh, she just looks just like him. And then but that day someone had come up to me and had said I have loved everything you've ever done, um, which was one of my favourite ever compliments. But at the end of it I went, maybe you thought I was Andrew Webster. Yeah. Um, I did for a while. This this was odd, but for quite a while. It doesn't happen anymore. I, people used to think I was John Jarrett.
1: John Jarrett.
0: But they would but no. Who one was would, who he was the um the serial killer in Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. So but no one would ever say, Are you John Jarrett? They would say, You're the guy at Wolf Creek. And I always is. used to know when people would come up because when you're a comedian people recognise you and it's usually a smile and ah, oh, you're that guy. Mm. Um but I would so and usually what would happen is a group would like identify me across the room, and they would send someone. Wow. And often it would be like, Oh, do you, my friends reckon you're the guy from Wolf Creek? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> and you Are, would say, I, yes. Yes. But um, not the actor.
1: It, yeah, <laughs> but it became really, it became really. I'm annoying.
0: the murderer. I'm the murderer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it became really annoying for a while. It was just like, and when I was like 3 a.m. at the Fringe Club in Adelaide, um, I was just waiting for Zilla, my wife, who was the manager of the club, to be done and um, these guys came up and they were like, you're the guy off Wolfram Creek. And, I, and uh, I was with someone else and I went, no, I'm not. And then that person just went, No, it is, it's him. <laughs> said, oh, I told you, I told you and I'm going, I said, I'm not. I'm not the guy from Walk. He goes, Oh, mate, he's like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually it got so bad I actually had a bit about it for a while and I was doing the complete works of Shakespeare with Frank Woodley. Yeah, as one of the other cast members and he used to there was a bit where I'd kind of turn and he goes, you're acting a bit like the guy from Wolf Creek. You're the guy <laughs> of Wolf Creek, and, the, and there was enough kind of response in the audience. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so that's who you are. That's mistaken who I am. For. Mixed who up. would you want to be mistaken for? Who um, would you upgrade to?
0: Who would I upgrade to?
1: Then the serial killer of
0: yeah.
1: a 2000. And, <laughs> I want to say eight
0: uh, um, Australian horror I film. Think I'd like to be mistaken for. Which way, what, which way well, are you leaning towards? To are you leaning towards comedian. like sports to people be... or are you leaning towards yeah, poli- I'm kind of trying to think politicians or. Um, just just generically, a Nobel Prize winner. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that someone comes up to me and says, and are you're you the guy who won the Nobel Prize for physics? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yuri Begulagin. Yeah, I <laughs> am. No, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is my just accent. Just generically, yeah, with no accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me, yeah. yeah. I'm Yuri Ben-Glargan. But even the other day being res- mistaken for another children's author because I am now a children's author. I've got a kid's book. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's probably published more books than me so maybe I should have said yes. Mm. I think I
1: want to be mistaken for – I mean, people think I look a little bit like Jermaine Clement uh, yeah, 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 from Flight of the Conchords. Um I've never, I don't think I've ever actually been mistaken for him though but I wouldn't mind being mistaken for someone who you then get things – yeah. You know? Yeah. So you get into clubs Like people wanted- Yeah. People, you know, like i got a friend, a photographer, um, a friend of a friend who looks just like Steve Aoki. For a while there, even had an, an account called Steve Fake-Fayoki, Fake-Oki. Yeah, right. Um, who's, of course, a big DJ, big international famous yeah. DJ. And so he would get selfies and things, but then could sort of get into places as a result. Yeah. Like at festivals and things. Um, yeah, so, right. You know, I don't know if Yuri Banglargan. Um yeah.
0: he's not gonna get in clubs. He, he might, yeah. <laughs> he's he
1: might, not getting through the velvet
0: rope. He might get a keynote that he shouldn't get.
1: But that you might just end up giving you Ted X that you could, weren't expecting to. Yeah,
0: that's right. But it might be something good, like you know, we are flying you to Vancouver. Oh, cool. That's, that's yeah, right, and then get the go I oh, know, wrong guy. Yeah. Sorry. Would well,
1: Vancouver or, or um where do they do the Nobel Prize? Uh, Copenhagen, maybe?
0: Uh, it's Norway, isn't it? Norway? Mm. One of the... One of the Can't Scandin- say I'm up to date with all the Nobels. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting way of looking at the... Mm. Being... Because I guess outside. you get to
1: live in that moment, you get to live the life of that person. Yeah. Like you have lived the life of John Jarrett briefly. Briefly, yeah. You know what it's like to be John Jarrett.
0: Yeah. I can, yeah. It's like I know that moment of recognition when you can see their eyes go, oh, it is him. And then you... Close the boot on them. <laughs> yeah, Reese, my partner Reese, sometimes
1: gets confused because a uh, you know queer comedian, and so gets. And one time we're talking for ages and ages with someone, some someone who was so happy and excited to be meeting Reese, and then at the end was like, "Oh, so do you get back to Perth much?" I was like, "Oh, no, Joel Creasy. You think I'm Joel Creasy?" Oh. <laughs> and it had been like seven so, or eight minutes. Yeah, right. mm. Your show, Double Feature, is at the Malthouse Hotel. Until the end of the festival... Theatre. We
0: call it a theatre. Oh, yeah, it's a theatre. <laughs> I have slept in the dressing room once. So is, is that where this, <laughs> that is, that where this is going? I think it was a big night and I couldn't get a cab. couldn't get an Uber. So, it's just what this is about. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And sleeps they and called and me. They called me. Could
1: you mention it, by the way? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, until the end of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which is very soon. We're nearing the end. And then loads of touring, though. You're heading out on the road. And not just to the Cap mm. Cities.
0: No. Yeah. Callender loves a small hall. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the next ones are in a, um, a pub in Dungog. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Malang- uh, Malangany Memorial Hall in mm. northern New South Wales. Then Brisbane Comedy Festival. Then Darwin Performing Arts Centre. Great. So I'm mixing it up. Uh, and, and Double and- Feature is a show about...
1: Uh, Your mum, is that right?
0: Yeah, so it's uh, based on the diary uh, of my my mother's that she wrote in 1946 uh, as a sweet young 19-year-old. Wow. She kept a diary the whole year? Yeah. Um, Did you keep a diary her whole life and you picked that year or just for some reason? Well, we don't know because the diary was a complete mystery to us. We found it on the night of Dad's funeral so there was no one to ask. Wow. About its origins. And it was found in a box of various diaries, including um, Dad's what we call the retirement diaries. Yeah. Dad lived a very rich and varied life, you know, school teacher, principal. Yeah. Uh, gifted sportsman, amateur actor, war veteran, but what? chose to diarise by far the least interesting part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and there are 23 volumes. <laughs> which you wrote down. Of a daily event. Of daily, like everything that ever happened. Not but chronicling be, previous life. No, no. Well, he, at the time he was writing his memoirs and I suspect the reason he wrote it was like, I may as well chronicle this stuff because when I get to these years, it'll help, mm. which he hadn't done previously. So the, the box is actually full of like some of mum's notes where she's like written down the years and significant events and things. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this little – Svelte tiny diary we didn't know about. And so I started reading it out to my siblings on the Night of Dad's funeral and it was exquisite. It's just this gorgeous portal into mm. post-Melbourne, post-World War II Melbourne. Wow. Um, In direct contrast to the retirement diaries. <laughs> indeed, yeah. It's <laughs> it's packed into this so much packed into it. Yeah. Um and uh also charted the beginning of their relationship, which I suspect is why she's kept it. But she wouldn't have known that because it's halfway through the year when she meets Dad. Mm. Um, oh, so you've
1: got like a a a, um, a section, like a journal entry, an entry of the day they the met. day they met.
0: And it's the longest entry in the diary. Oh, how the extraordinary! It's extraordinary. And then, um, and then their first kiss.
1: Wow! And it's just beautiful.
0: beautiful. Ah. But also, we didn't know this until we read the diary. Mum had about five other guys on the go. <laughs> she was very popular, and uh, she's like Hollywood pretty. Yeah, and that's where you get your looks from, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and podcast, you and John Jarrett. me and John, Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew Webster. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the. It was just a really lovely thing, but, and seeing you know anyway straight away I went. Oh, there's a I reckon there's a mm. story in here. Mum also was a mad film girl, which is why the show's called Double Feature because she used to write down every double feature and sometimes a little review who the lead actors were. Um, right. And it was yeah, it was very much you know she was into dances. She was very social. Mm. Um, And so so the
1: the the show sort of charts that diary? Yeah,
0: so the show charts me – it starts as a film. It starts as a film in the 1940s and we filmed that. Oh, great. the film rolls off the spool and I come on stage and admit that I ran out of money to finish the film. (laughs) I didn't – the Screen Australia Seed funding just covered the opening scene and the COVID Marshall. (laughs) Uh, And then I pitch the rest of the film to the audience and say – and then kind of like work into split narrative between – Mum's diary and Dad's retirement diaries, incredible. Um, and all the while, kind of, you see, so you don't know who she like the, on the mum's side. You don't know who she's going to end up with. We never. And there's there's so many guys in play. Actually, put up a. I go. Let's I'll put up a list to help you guys. And I go. Let's, let's just run a book. I have a bookmakers board. Can, for every entry of a new suitor or an old suitor, their odds fluctuate until Flyboy appears on the scene. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's it's beautiful. It's also. I didn't know until I started writing it that dad chronicled mum's death. Mm. And which, the reason the discovery of the diary was so important in, in a lot of ways for us was when dad passed, it kind of meant that we could grieve both of them because mum died in pretty horrific circumstances. Um, dad ran her over. And Far out. She was in a coma for nearly a week and we had to turn life support off. So, in the show, the audience don't know that's coming. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Dad wrote about it. No, I had no idea he did. So we kind of, by the time in the in the show, people kind of fall in love with Mum and Dad and then there's a pretty big revelation. I don't always yeah. drop the full bundle in mm. interviews, but it kind of helps to tell the story. Yeah. Of, um, it's extraordinary. It's just kind of so beautiful. And then it returns to the Hollywood romance at the end and we kind of pick up where we left off. And mm. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So
1: Malthouse Theatre is the place that you can see in Melbourne for the rest of the comedy festival. And then like we say... Uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival, Darwin Festival, Dungog. 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 I just wanted to make sure I was pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Double feature. Damien Cannellan, can you please wrap this up with a question for my next guest?
0: Yes. I'd like to ask the next guest, what's the most unlikely act you've had to follow on stage? The most unlikely act. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. I will ask them and get
1: back to you. Thank you, Damien. Thank you.